Isaiah chapter 1 on page 838 in my Bible. And verse 18, here's what it says. Come now, let us reason together, saith Jehovah. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. The other verse that I'd like to read is in Matthew's Gospel in the New Testament in chapter 11 on page 1160. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. Come to me, all ye who labour and are burdened, and I will give you rest. I expect you know those two verses very well. They speak about the heart of God. They speak about his desire that you should answer to the gospel. And I've read them this evening because I want to tell you about my Saviour. I know you've probably heard me say before that I'm not here to preach a sermon. I'm here to tell you about someone who's very precious to me. And do you know why? He's precious to me because He's given me peace with God. And I know where I'm going. I read that, I gave out that hymn at the start, you know, because it always was one of my favourite hymns. I remember as a boy that uh, once a uh, gospel preacher, <clears throat> I used to do that in, this, in those days, he came to me and said, what hymn would you like me to give out in the preaching tonight? And, uh, well, this was the hymn that I told him I'd like to be given out. And he didn't give it out at the beginning. I suppose that was to get me on the edge of my seat and to persuade me to listen, probably. But at the end, he gave it out. <coughs> and I was delighted, of course. But sadly, he gave it out to a tune that I didn't know, so I couldn't sing it. And he said to me afterwards, why were you not singing that hymn? Was it the wrong hymn? I said to him, no, it was the right hymn, but it was the wrong tune. I didn't know it. And you know, friend, I could have recited this hymn in those days from beginning to end. I knew every word of it. But it came home to me that if I couldn't sing it, then did I know the Saviour of whom that hymn spoke. I heard the voice of Jesus say, come unto me and rest. You ever heard his voice speaking to you? I came to Jesus as I was. And friend, that's what you need to do today. Because that's what I did. I came to find my saviour. Because I knew that he was the only one could meet my need. And I thank God that I can proclaim this wonderful saviour to you because I know him. He lives today in glory and he knows all about you. He knows all about your sins. He knows exactly where you are, but he doesn't condemn you for it. He wants to forgive you. His love is such that he's prepared tonight to have to do with you 
And I'm not going to be long in the gospel, but I just want to tell you this, that you need a saviour if you're to have peace with God. You need to know what it is to repent from your sins if you're to know forgiveness before God. And if you want a hope of going to heaven, there's no other way than trusting in Jesus. No other way. It's a fact, you know, that's confirmed by Scripture that every one of us in a day to come is going to have to give an account of ourselves to God. I'd be fearful of that if I was still in my sins. When I look back over my history and I'm aghast at some of the things that I did and I said. Perhaps some of it was unintentional, but never mind. They were sins before a holy God who saw them all. And a day is coming when I'm going to have to give an account to him. I'm going to have to stand before him and give an account of why I did and why I said what I did and what I said. It's a solemn thing, isn't it? To think that you're going to have to stand before a righteous God who has purer eye than to behold iniquity, who is holy. And unless you have peace with God, you've got no hope of heaven. It's a solemn thing, isn't it? And what's the alternative? Well, the scripture makes it clear that if we're still in our sins, then those sins will be judged. And you will be too. And there'll be no hope of heaven at all. Why, it's just in men's imagination. You say, they say, well, God is good and God is love. So sure I'll be in heaven because I've done the best I can. <coughs> Friend, you need not to rely on what you've done, but what God has done for you. <coughs> and he's given his only beloved son, called Jesus. He's my saviour. And he can be yours today. That's the fact of it. That if you'll only turn to him and acknowledge your sins, you can know what it is to have peace with God before you go out that door tonight. Mm -hmm. That's why I read this very well-known scripture from Isaiah chapter 1. <coughs> it's a lovely place to start the gospel, you know. <clears throat> Do you know that verse was written about 700 years before the person of whom he speaks came in. 700 years. How did he know the heart of a God who would say, come now and let's reason together? <coughs> How did he know that? He knew it because God had told him and told him to write it. He knew it because he had to do with a God who loved him. 
And a God whose love was to spread out through the glad tidings, through the gospel, to whosoever wills. That whoever wanted to be saved, whoever recognized their sins, whoever repented of their sins, that everyone would be saved and would have the hope of heaven. And this is such a wonderful verse because Isaiah's prophecy is got lots about judgment in it. But you know, the triumph of divine love is that Jesus himself came here and died on Calvary's cross to bear the judgment that's due on you and me in his own body on the cross. He bore God's judgment for my sins and for yours. And today, if you'll just accept him as your saviour, you can know what it is for those sins to be completely washed away. I think it's amazing that God can work in such a way and display his love and make it known to men even 700 years before Jesus was here. And the wonder of the gospel, it's the same message, it's the same saviour. <coughs> 2,000 years later, the message of God's salvation is still being proclaimed. But look, all those years ago, these are the words of that verse. And don't forget them. It's not a hard verse to remember. When you go away from the gospel tonight, take this verse with you. Think it over. Weigh it over. Come now is how it starts. It's not tomorrow. Tomorrow may not be. One of the old hymn writers said, why would you risk the peril of a lost eternity? By delaying. When the scripture says, come now. And it also says, now is the accepted time. And now is the day of salvation. This day, whatever the date is today, you can make this your day of salvation. But it is preceded by the little word come. That is that you've got to do something about it. God's blessings are available to you. Yes. Jesus has done the work on Calvary's cross. He said when he was there, it's finished. Work was done. <coughs> but friend, have you accepted the message of God's salvation? That's what it means. Come now. Come to God. Come to Jesus. And then you find here that though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Oh, how many are still in their sins? Friend, are you? Are you still in your sins without the hope of heaven and without the knowledge of a God who loves you 
and has given his only begotten son for you, that you should not perish but have everlasting life. Yes, it's a verse that we all know. But what does it mean to your soul? Have you had to do with the God who is prepared to save you tonight? Have you told him you're sorry for your sins? And that you're going to trust him and his way of salvation. People speak in the world, you know, of turning over a new leaf. They're going to do better and it's usually an intention for tomorrow. But you know, turning over a new leaf isn't going to secure you your way to heaven. There's only one way. And that's the person who described himself as the way and the life. I am the the truth and the way and the life. And that one tonight is a man who has been into death to take your sins away and he's exhorted tonight at God's right hand in heaven. And he lives there. And everyone who trusts him will one day soon be with him. Oh friend, if I can just say simply, I want to make sure you'll be there too. And you can be, you know. You can be because Jesus has done the work. He's completed it all. And though your sins shall be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow because they've been washed away in the blood of the one who died at Calvary and shed his precious blood to wash your sins away. Friend, I thank God that when I have to give an account of myself in the day to come, I can point to the atoning blood and say that made my peace with God. I know God has accepted the precious blood of Jesus because he was perfect, absolutely perfect in every way and he gave his life for you and me. And God has accepted that. My sins have been laid upon him and yours. So there's a righteous basis tonight upon which God can forgive you. And I want you to just say in your heart and from your heart these words in Isaiah 1. Come now. Let's reason together. Look, God's prepared to reason with you. I'm often amazed at that. That the one who is so great and glorious, the one who created the worlds, created the universe, why should he take account of you? But tonight, he's taking account of you, whether you're young, or whether you're old, or whether you're in between. God has an interest in you. And he wants to save you tonight. He wants you to have that peace which can only come by trusting in that perfect sacrifice that was given at Calvary when Jesus shed his blood to wash your sins away. So that's the message of Isaiah 1. Come now. Don't delay. Have to do with him while the opportunity is yours.
When I come to Matthew 11, (coughs) it's a little bit different. (coughs) There we find it's come to me. Brings me back to the hymn that we sang. I came to Jesus as I was. Yes, nothing added, just me. Just as I was in all my sins, I came to Jesus as I was. And tonight, that's the very thing he wants you to do. He doesn't want you to put up any, how can I describe it? A different you, a better you. He wants you just as you are. He's prepared to accept you. Weary and worn and sad. I don't know how you're feeling tonight. But maybe some of these things describe how you are from time to time. And he says, I found in him a resting place, the writer says. And he has made me glad. Wouldn't you like to find this saviour? He's seeking you, you know, tonight because he loves you and because he knows you need him. And these words in Matthew 11 are so beautiful. He says, come to me. Look, it's the person. It's not even come to a gospel hall, though we're delighted to see you here tonight. No, it's come to a person. And that person lives tonight in the glory. Friend, I wonder if there's anyone here tonight that doesn't know what it is to have that link with the Saviour. It's so important that you do. All ye who labour and are burdened, and I... And notice, in my Bible, maybe it's not in yours, but in my Bible, the I is in battle. The I is on the slant. As though to say, I will give you rest. Not coming to a church or to a meeting hall will give you rest. Not keeping Christian company will give you rest. No, I will give you rest. You may say, well, I've been brought up in a Christian influence. Ah, but I, Jesus, will give you rest. It's between him and you. And tonight, that's the transaction that you need to have. If you're to know what it is to be saved, from your sins. And the wonder of it is that God wants to have that transaction with you. It's not just one-sided, you know. The God of love, the God who is the creator of the worlds, the God with whom those that have trusted Jesus will dwell eternally in heaven, is tonight 
giving you an opportunity to make absolutely sure that you're going to be there. And I urge you tonight, my friend, to turn to this Saviour. He's a wonderful Saviour. I've known him for many years and he's never let me down. I know he never will. I know I can rely on him for everything. And like that hymn writer of that little hymn that says, Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Is he? Can you say that? Look, tonight it's absolutely imperative that you have to do with him and make sure that he's your saviour. Because one of these days soon, he's going to come again from heaven. The scripture tells us that there's going to be an archangel's voice and a trump of God. Can't imagine what it will be. But he's going to come. And he's going to take all those that love him from this earth to be forever with him. And that's a wonderful hope that everyone that trusts him has. But the solemn truth is that when that happens, mercy's door will close. Have you ever thought what that would mean to you? Some guest will be the last. Never mind if it's you. As long as you know what it is to trust in the precious finished work of Jesus and know what it is for your sins to be completely washed away. Come now. Come to Jesus. Hear his voice appealing to you. See beyond the gospel preacher. There's a God in heaven speaking to your soul, to your heart tonight who wants to have to do with you and you need to answer. The gospel is not a choice, it's not an option. It's an imperative. There is no other way. There is no other saviour. No other name given under heaven amongst men whereby we may be saved. But you can be saved and you can tonight. Why won't you come to Christ and know what it is to have peace with God and have a hope in your heart that you're going to heaven. All your sins have been washed away. There's nothing to hinder you. And when Jesus comes, you'll know what it is to be with him forever. To gaze upon him where there will be no pain and sorrow, no sadness, just a place where Jesus reigns supreme and he wants you to be there. Tonight, the power of the precious blood of Jesus can avail for you. And my prayer is that you'll accept the gospel message tonight and accept the Saviour. May you do so for his name's sake. Amen.